Catch to Round Guy Radio, and we are talking about the Field of Dreams game, but this time with the owner of the Quad City River Bandits, the uh, Dave Heller. Welcome to the program, Dave. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you. Oh gosh, well, uh, everything about the game last night, I'm st- I could hardly feet could hardly hit the ground by the time that was over. I I'm still a little weak at the knees. T- tell me what it was like to be a part of that. I'm telling you, it was it was just a magical night. It was one of the most special and memorable nights of my life. And for us to be able to to get that done for our players, for our coaches, for our staff, and, and most importantly for our fans, the greatest fans anywhere in the world, like of the you know, our Quad Cities River Bandits fans, the people of the Quad Cities, and let them experience all the the joy and pageantry and magic of the field of dreams. That was really special. Well, my friend Mark Corver, he's a kind of the Iowa Heartlander super fan, and he's wears those antlers. And uh, he went in there, and uh, you know, he he was surprised about the like the 1930s type environment that it was. He says like walking yes. back into time, and he he said he absolutely loved it. He actually said it, it verbatim. It was the most fun thing he ever did in his life. Yeah, it was it was really just a, a, a special, memorable night. Like everybody who was there is going to remember that night for a long time. Yeah, I mean uh, the scoreboard and the the way the guys were dressed and the way uh, Harold Reynolds and and his broadcast partner were dressed. And uh, I seen Johnny Bench was there. I seen Frank Thomas was there. I mean, wow. I mean, it just doesn't get any bigger than that, does it? No, it really doesn't. It was, it was, it was just awesome. It was fabulous. So did it? I mean, like what my friend went to at the game said, it, it so far exceeded his expectations. Did it exceed your expectations even? It, it did, and and that's saying something because my expectations were sky high, and mm-hmm. and it, and it even exceeded those. Like it was, it was just perfect. It was perfect. It looked like if the fo- players were smiling anymore, their face would break. <laughs> except except Chandler Champlin. Man, he was dialed in last night. He wasn't smiling at all. No, no, he was the, all business out on the mound last night. That was the kid that they, uh, the Kansas City Royals traded the Yankees for uh, uh, Andrew Benatini, right? He was one of the three pitchers they got. They, they really got three top prospects for him, for Benatendi. And uh, Champlin was the least you know, the, the least uh, heralded of the three. And if he's the least heralded of the three, I can't wait to watch the other two pitch some more. Well, I mean, how, I mean, what a, what a ride for him to go from New York Yankees prospect, to Kansas City's Royals prospect to actually standing on the field of dreams and pitching and pitching lights out the way he did uh, in front of an international audience. I was wondering if that wasn't, wasn't the, the highest rated, uh, TV audience for a minor league game ever. Oh, I'm certain it is. I'm, I'm absolutely certain it is. I don't think there's any question about that. Like, not even close. Man, and it was uh, so. Just tell me about some what your coaches were saying, what some of your your uh, some of your players were thinking. You know, some of the fans that you were talking to in the stands. What, what, what was it like? Everybody was just over the moon. Everybody just thought it was just the coolest thing in the world, right? I mean, it was if, uh, if if you're looking for any dissenting voices, man, baseball pitched the shutout last night. It was perfect. 
It, it, I would imagine as you walk through the cornfield and get it into the stadium, like decades of years are melting right away from you, right in front of your face. And you feel young again and you, your, your memories are flowing in. It's almost like, you know, it's like that ghost game that they play. It's almost like you're watching, you know, something from a time capsule or something with the uniforms and the, I thought that added a lot to the game. Did you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they MLB just really thought of everything last night. They, it was great watching kids playing baseball on the original field of dreams, watching people sit up in the stands in the original field of dreams, um, watching, you know, fathers and sons play catch on the field. That was really great. And then everybody, uh, when the, when the regular game is going to start, everybody walks through the cornfield and gets to the new ballpark. And it was spectacular. It, it just, it was spectacular. So how far away did you find, you know, people that maybe came from New York or Los Angeles? I saw some people from Chicago was there. How far away did people come to see this game? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I will tell you, I was really dialed in on um, both watching the game and paying attention to our fans from the Quad Cities. And how many of them? Right? The I, I was really focused on them. How many of them made the trip? Oh, my goodness. Thousands, literally. Really? Oh yeah, the place looked like yeah. it was clear sold out. It was it, yes, the, the the ballpark was sold out for that night. But what was really interesting to me was you you look out at the stands and you know they have the Cedar Rapids people over on the right hand side and the Quad Cities people on the third base side on the left, and we just had so many more people than they did. It was it was really neat. Well, you really played a great game too. I bet that was really you know felt great to. Uh... You know, it wasn't very long before one of your players went corn and uh, you know, kind of got a good lead and the pitchers, you know, gave you a good start. And, uh, you know, so uh, I bet it was it was uh, pretty nice to be the first minor league team ever to win a, a game there. Oh, it was, it was just wonderful. I mean, it was. It was – the whole thing was just great. It was just spectacular. What was – did you get to meet any of the ball players that was there? Or was there some, you know – Maybe some Cubs and, and Reds players there. I mean, I, I did see, it looked like Johnny Bench was there. Yeah, so I did not I did not meet any of the major leaguers, past or present, when I was there. Um, you know, honestly, I was I was I was working a lot. Like I was doing, um, I was going from one newscast to another, and uh, at the same time, I was. Uh, working with my staff to make sure our players had everything that they needed um, for the game, and uh, and then making sure that our fans who were coming up were were taken care of. You even had good weather. It seemed like was it what was it? It was, oh, it was perfect weather. It was perfect, but there was not a cloud in the sky last night. Just beautiful. Iowa, those beautiful piercing Iowa blue skies. I don't know. Yes. I mean, people. It's hard to describe to people, and people, you know, people don't realize what beautiful sunsets, and sunrises there are in Iowa, and just how much color there is in the sky. And uh, if you get the right day, there's nothing more blue, hardly, than the, the skies in Iowa. And the weather. There's no doubt about it. I was I was joking with some friends from the Quad Cities who were there at the game, and we were talking about the weather. They were saying how beautiful the weather was. It was a you know, perfect weather for a baseball game last night. And I said, yeah, 
You know, I think there are people in San Diego who want to come to Iowa for the weather today. <laughs> well, oh, you know, it, if it's under 90 and uh, well, if it's under 85 or so, you know, and there's a nice breeze, <laughs> I was is it pretty much is heaven. Did it feel like you were in heaven? I'm sorry. I, would you just repeat the question again? I said, did it feel like you were in heaven? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, it was, it was just, it was, it was just one of the greatest nights of my life, like it was. I, you know, they were showing shots of the crowd, and it's like people were almost tearing up, and, I mean, just the ambiance was, was just absolutely amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. The only thing that I've seen in baseball that even remotely compared to it for me um, was in 2016 when Quad Cities was the only minor league city in the country to get the Traveling Hall of Fame exhibit come from Cooperstown and set up shop in our parking lot. Oh. And, and to see that exhibit open up and cut the ribbon and see all of these Quad Cityans lined up to go in, have us bring Cooperstown to them because they couldn't get to Cooperstown. That was really special, right? And and for us to be literally the only minor league city in the country to do it, that was that was really special. And last night was was every bit as special as that. Well, you have a beautiful ballpark, an unbelievable view. I mean, yes, you know, sit. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I've seen games there, and it take it it simply takes my breath away. And uh, but. Uh, this cornfield, playing out in the middle of a cornfield, it's uh, uh, it's just so Iowa, isn't it? There isn't nothing, nothing, you know, it's like that. It's just how many, you know, how many thousands of, of players in the 1930s and the 1940s and the 1950s played their way across Iowa, you know, in parks kind of like this and, you know, maybe not as nice, but, you know, with scoreboards like that and people dressed like that and, uh, you know, and almost you almost like felt spiritually connected to them, didn't you? I tell you, you did. We, and, and it started right from the beginning, right? We parked out in the field. That is, we're walking in to the complex. You see a big sign before you even get into the Field of Dreams area. You see a big sign and it says, is this heaven? No, this is Iowa. And it was just, I mean, it just set that sign by itself out there, set the perfect tone for the whole evening. It was all just, it was all so beautifully done. It was, it was magic, man. It really was. Well, you know, I had a, a, a friends that went to the Yankees White Sox game and they, they just said they just almost floated out of that cornfield when it was over. They just kept pinching themselves. Did we really see that? Were we really there for that? You know, I mean, yes. Uh, it's just, it's just a, a, I don't know if it's a once in a lifetime. You know, what was beautiful about this game is about anybody could have got a ticket to that game, couldn't they? Yeah, they could have if they, if they acted relatively quickly, like it sold out about, you know, a week, 10 days before the game started. So you couldn't do it at the last minute. But if you, if, if you live in Iowa and you wanted to go, 
You had every opportunity to go, yes. Yeah, well, it's not like the, the major league game that's kind of the lottery and, you know, you might get tickets, you might not get tickets. I mean, if you had the money and uh, you could go to this game, essentially, and, you know. That's exactly long, right. As long as you didn't that's wait exactly for the last right. minute, like you said. But I got uh, – I'll tell you a story. I got an email from a ticket scalping company saying they had tickets to the major league game tomorrow night and they were – $5,000 a piece right behind home plate, or you could get a package of, of four seats for $3,000 that would be further away. Jeez. And, and yeah, and you know, for, for, for folks here in the Quad Cities where I live, to be able to go and uh, get in for 65 bucks, or if you wanted the best seats in the house, 85 bucks, that was really awesome. Like, that was just great. Yeah, people can afford that, you know, and that's, that's the other that. thing I'm that's saying, right. you know, you, you know, people, you know, I remember there was a Field of Dreams game once, uh, and I had my grandpa, he was an old World War II guy, and he, you know, he loved baseball. He was a real good friends with Satchel Paige, and uh, he was a good pitcher wow. himself. Well, anyway, there was this, this game at the Field of Dreams, and Reggie Jackson was there, and I mean, all the major leaguers was there, and, uh, we all chipped in and bought him a ticket. I think it was fifty dollars, and you know that was that was back in the eighties, and probably everybody in the family kicked in five or ten bucks you know, to do that. And then he got to go up there for that, and he sat right by Kelsey Grammer, and uh, oh, wow. Kelsey Grammer was pumping him for baseball information. At the end of it, he tells him, you know, he says, "Sir, I can sit by a better better guy for this game." You know, wow. But. Uh, you know, wow, just, what a great memory that is. Yeah. So that field has just always provided memories, but I think they're doing it so much bigger and so much better. And uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, criticize the commercialism, but without the commercialism, that ballpark wouldn't be there. That experience wouldn't be there. I mean, uh, and they're right. If you build it, they will come and they did come and it was uh, beyond belief. And uh, it was, uh, I, I, I couldn't have been any happier. Uh, you got any stories from maybe a manager or a player you could uh, let our listeners hear? Honestly, I haven't I haven't had a chance to visit with the, the managers or any of the players uh, since the game. I was I actually had a chance. My partner Robbie Smith, uh, who is uh, the Republican nominee for state treasurer here in Iowa, he and I uh, went down on the field after the game. We got to actually go on the field and walk around a little bit and take some pictures. Um. And, uh, and, and, and like I said, just visiting with our fans from the quad cities, you know, they're the most important people in the world to me and, uh, and, and just talking to them, that was really what, what, what made it special. I'll catch up with the players and, uh, the, and, and Brooks Conrad, our manager, but, uh, last night was all about our fans. Well, tell me some stories of the fans. What what did they think? Did did they get teary eyed and lightheaded and, and, uh, have a wonderful time or, or did they oh every one of them i mean like i said major league baseball pitched a shutout last night there if 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 anybody was critical of anything last night um man i, I just feel sorry for you you're just you're just too negative a person because because that was that was as close to perfect as you get it was just everything was so well done everything was so well done was there right, everybody saw it? Was there a lot of vendors and stuff there too? There weren't a lot of vendors. There were some, 
it wasn't over over commercialized it was not um it seemed like they had just the right amount i i can't i just think they did everything right well they did do everything right and, and uh you're a lucky guy to have been part of that i have to say i don't know if you had something to do with it or the phone just rang and said you want to do this or how, how did that come about <laughs> Buddy, I lobbied for a year to make that game happen. You did? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Well, it makes all the sense in the world. Do you think they'll do it again? I think that they are going to go to different places with special games. Um, I've heard rumors that they might do something in Evansville um, where they filmed a league of their own. I think they'll probably do something again in uh, Williamsport where the college or the probably where the little league world series is played. So do I think they will be in Dyersville again at some point? Yes, I do, but I don't think it's going to be an every single year type thing. Well, that's too bad. I was hoping, uh, hoping to get another chance to, to get up there and see it, but uh, yeah. yeah, like I say, I think you'll get another chance. I just don't think it's going to be an every year thing. Well, uh, let me ask you this. I mean, I imagine uh, Major League Baseball itself would be wondering, you know, last year was, the I think, the highest-rated show in a decade and a half, two decades, maybe 12 years or, or, or beyond. I can't remember the name. Highest-rated baseball game. So did they, did they, did they expect maybe it would be a little, little less this time or a little less enthusiasm for the game this time or maybe a little lower ratings or, or – uh, do you think it's it's just going to stay just to, just like it was? Honestly, I haven't talked to the Major League Baseball people about what their expectations are for ratings for the Major League game. I've really just been focused on our minor league game and making sure that you know that everything was perfect and it was. I just wanted to make sure our fans in the Quad Cities had a, you know that everybody got to go and everybody had a great time. That was that's really where my focus has been. Well, before I let you go, tell me about some of the players that you got. And uh, uh, you, you've had some pretty outstanding output from, from the players that have been through your team. You've had a lot of players called up, and uh, you're kind of getting uh, maybe getting some of this year's draft or some new players coming up. So tell, tell us a little bit some of the players, the highlight players that, that, that have been to Quad Cities this year. So you're exactly right first. Let's, let's start there. Right? We are so incredibly blessed to be the affiliate, the high A affiliate of the Kansas City Royals, um, an organization that I consider to be the finest in all of baseball, right? They are just the best people in the world. And I'm so, so, so proud to be a Royals affiliate and to be part of the Kansas City Royals family. And one of the, one of the many reasons is they really – believe in their farm clubs they invest in their farm system and those players move through quickly we had guys who played for us and helped lead us to a championship last year um, who were now not just in kansas city but who were starring and starting for the kansas city royals vinnie pasquantino our first baseman michael massey our second baseman nate eaton I mean, all three of those guys um, played a major role in helping the Royals win three out of four this weekend from the Boston Red Sox. And I love, love, love the idea that these players 
that our fans here in the Quad Cities, you know, get to not only see play every day, but they can meet them. They can come and get their autographs. They can get a ball sign. They can get a bat sign. They can get their picture taken with them. And the next year, they're starting. They're in the starting lineup for the Kansas City Royals, and they're leading them to take three out of four from the New York Yankees. I mean, pardon me, from the Boston Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I remember them beating the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium with five rookies in the starting lineup. Yeah, who, who, see? see, see, that's the thing about the Royals that is good about them is is they need their they they know how important their minor league system is. That's all they got. You know what I mean? They're not signing thirty, forty million dollar players or two hundred million dollar contract. They're just not going to do that. So they got to get the players from the minor leagues, and I like it when they bring a, a group of players together. That's what they did when they won those championships in two thousand fourteen and fifteen. You know, that was all. Even the, the core of that was a bunch of players that they brought up. You know, from what that was the Burlington Bees back then, but uh, you know, Mustakas and Hosmer and Perez and. I could just go on and on, you know, players that were you, were. On the you're game. exactly right. And you're exactly game. right. And those those players, the, yesterday's Mustakas and and Alex Gordon and Sal Perez and uh, and Eric Hosmer, those, those players are today's uh, Pasquantino and MJ Melendez and Nick Prado and Bobby Witt Jr. and uh, Nate Eaton and and uh, Jonathan Lofton and um, maybe Pasquantino, Michael Massey, like all those guys. Well, what was Bobby and it's Lick so Jr. exciting to see them doing so well. What was Bobby Lick Jr. like? Because he really looks like a special player to me. So we never had him. He, he, he was drafted, and then that was the year that we didn't play baseball because of COVID. Oh, so yeah. he, he went right up to the to double A. We didn't get him. Well, Pascotina just did a, a home run to win a game the other day. Yes, he did. Walk off. Yes, he run. did. And he's a great kid. He's a great young man. And like and, you say. And then to answer your question, today you look at our team, and I mean, we have a shortstop named Tyler Tolbert, who is 47 out of 47 on stolen base attempts. He, he is just one of the most exciting, dynamic players I have ever seen play in my life. He, he just is. And, um, you know, he's got an incredibly bright future. And, uh, and and Peyton Wilson, our second baseman who hit a home run last night, he's got a great future. Diego Hernandez is an outfielder for us that the Royals are very high on. We're excited about him. Um, and then, of course, you know, Chandler Champlin, who was lights out last night pitching, Beck Way was another pitcher we got from the Yankees that the Royals are really excited about. I, we've got a great team in the Quad Cities. And like you say, they come right there. That's the, that's the thing about. It. And then you know what I mean. It's like you know I, I you know I saw Eduardo or, or Salvador Perez catch. He's like eighteen years old. You know what I mean? Hell, I Isn't saw uh, Rafael Palmero when he was eighteen, nineteen years old. You know, I mean. It, it's uh, Paul Molitor, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, the players crazy. are there. Carlos Correa played for you guys. Uh, just yes, he did. He played ago. an entire year for us. I mean, and and look, you know, I think I think one of the people in Cedar Rapids told me they hadn't won a a league championship since 1992. We've won four championships in the past ten seasons, right? Nobody else in Midwest league history has ever won four championships in ten years. 
Yeah, they had Fernando Vina and this guy. Uh, they called him the Rock of Gibraltar, Steve Gibraltar. I don't know if he ever made it to the majors. We had like 30 home runs or 28 home runs or something that year, plus some in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a fun year. Played the yeah, but, Beloit Brewers. You know, look, for us, to, for us to consistently deliver championships to the people of the Quad Cities, that makes me really happy too. We, we have a championship community that we represent very proudly. And uh, a championship community deserves a championship club. And for us to bring in four championships in 10 seasons, you know, that's, that's something we're proud of. Well, yeah, I remember talking to uh, Dayton Moore. He was sitting by me at a Burlington Bees game in the a playoff game they had, you know. And uh, I was telling him, you know, I says, you guys need to, to win in the minors. I says, it's really important. He says, because, you know, because that's when they weren't really winning at all. And I says, because they're not going to come to the majors and learn how to win. They need to learn how to win down here, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, like I say, and then because if they're winning, they're winning at the Quad Cities and then they're winning at Northeast Arkansas and they're winning at Omaha, you know, they'll expect to win when they get to the majors too, won't they? That's exactly right. And that's a philosophy that Dayton Moore espouses and J.J. Piccolo and Scott Sharp and Mitch Meyer. Everybody in the, you know, in the Royal system really genuinely believes that. And they got scouts and roving instructors and stuff coming through the minor leagues all the time, don't they? All the time. They're always there working with they, – they really cherish their young players. You know, uh, they trade they, – they made a uh, – uh, they trade like a 35th pick. I thought they made a pretty good trade with the Braves on that too. Did you get any of those players? Uh, no, they – all of those players went either to double-A AA or triple-A. And Drew Waters, the, the – you know, the focal point of that trade – center fielder he's tearing it up for yeah, a I heard he's right just, now he's just just ripping the cover off the ball up there he, they, they, yeah. they, they thought he was even better than they expected him to be when he got there yes so i'm really really happy for them i i, I could not even imagine a group of guys that deserve to win more than dayton moore and jj piccolo and scott sharp and alex zumwalt and mitch meyer malcolm culver i mean all of them all of them. They're just – the Royals are the best. They're I, the greatest. I remember seeing Mitch Meyer play for the Burlington Bees, and I think he coached them too. No catch. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just – you stick around baseball long enough, you're going to know all these players, especially if you pay attention to minor league baseball. You have a whole different there perspective on baseball. But we're, we're running close to out of time. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? I think uh, I think the only other thing I would tell you is, it, aside from the fact that last night was really special, um, I, I've had a, I've had so many people who have told us also that our ballpark in the Quad Cities is really special, mm -hmm. right? I mean, Ballpark Digest uh, named it the the best ballpark in uh, in the A level of baseball and uh, USA Today called it the best ballpark in all of minor league baseball. Um, ballpark Digest awarded us the team of the year last year. Like, you know, we have a Ferris wheel that's 110 feet tall sitting inside our ballpark. We have a spinning kids roller coaster. We have the only double decker merry go round in the entire state of Iowa. It's in our ballpark and you could ride it for two bucks. Um, we just have so many things going on in our ballpark, so many giveaways, so many firework nights, 
so many things happening in our ballpark all the time. I hope your listeners will uh, will come down to the Quad Cities and uh, and check us out. And when they do, please say hello to me because I'm standing at the top of the front steps every game, greeting everybody when they come in, and I'd love to meet them. It is. Listen, if you're listening to this, it is a unbelievable experience, something for the whole family. But you're good. They're right on the Mississippi River, and you can see birds flying in from there. And there's a, I don't know, it just seems like there's more of a breeze there, and it, it just smells good. It it feels good. It's a wonderful place to see a ball game. It's a wonderful thing to create memories for your family, uh, something for all ages. Every anything anybody wants, right there at the Quad City River Bandits at Woodman's Park. Uh, I've been there many times myself. Uh, I try. I, I think I've been to pretty close to every ballpark in Iowa. And a bunch of ones that are closed. I remember, I've been. To, I liked Waterloo. They had a great ballpark there. Hmm. Back when they were in the league, but there's not a lot, not that many teams in the league anymore. Clinton's gone, Burlington's gone. It's that's kind of a, a sad thing. But well, we're close to out of time. So uh, it, we've been talking to Dave Heller, the owner of the Quad City River Bandits, sharing a little bit of the experience of being at the Field of Dreams, playing the first minor league game there ever. Thanks for being with us, Dave. Thanks for letting me talk with you all and and, and recount what a magical night it was last night. All I right, appreciate well. it. This is Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues. And thanks for listening.